welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that other good stuff. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Jason Crowley on the line. He's the founding partner over at Divorce Capital Planning, um, the co-founder and, advi- and advisor over at Divorce Mortgage Advisors, and also the founder over at Survive Divorce. Uh, Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at uh, Divorce Capital Planning and how you're helping your clients. Um, but before we do that, let's get into your background a little bit more. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Yeah, I've really always thought of myself as an entrepreneur. So a couple things there. Um, when I was probably about seven or so, I really grew up kind of around money and finance. My father was a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley for 48 years. Um, and so when I grew up, we always used to have conversations about money, and, and it really I always kind of gravitated and was fascinated to that. And I remember when I was seven or eight years old sitting down and, and coming to the realization that my Bank of America savings account wasn't paying the same interest as <laughs> the as what I as a thousand or two thousand dollars that I had saved up from gifts and, and and the like over at Morgan Stanley. So I ended up taking all of my money from B of A, moving it over into my Morgan Stanley account um, to try and kind of an arbitrage opportunity. I didn't didn't realize that was a term back then, um, but saw it as an arbitrage opportunity. And I ended up getting a letter in the mail the very next week, signed by the CEO of Bank of America. Um, saying that he wanted my business and wanted me back. At the time, I didn't realize that it wasn't actually a personal letter from the CEO. I thought I was just a VIP and kind of a big deal. And so that really just kind of helped fuel my interest in trying to make money work hard for you. And then the second aspect of that is is more on the entrepreneurial side. Um, and you know, ever since I was I was little, I've always looked for new business ventures and and invention ideas and things of that nature. Um, and I even ended up once I started running a lemonade stand, like most kids do. What was a little bit different was I I started finding friends that could run lemonade stands for me because I had the greatest cost structure ever, and in that my mom would never charge for anything. So I had <laughs> all three supplies. I had all free supplies and I had free labor that I started a profit share with. And so that was kind of my start on the end of the entrepreneurial world. Oh man, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, that's a great story. Um, so obviously you grew up in the industry, you know, you had your father and you also, you know, obviously it's a lot of hard work and you've been in the industry for a long time now. Um, so I, I know a lot of things have changed even since you entered. Um, it, so there's a lot of, you know, younger, just getting out of college, um, um, people listening right now to this podcast, and they're considering entering the financial service um, services field. Um, what kind of advice would you give them? I think self-awareness is really key and, and understanding, are you the type of person that's more inclined or more drawn to the real analytical side of, of finance, personal finance? Or are you someone that's more drawn to working with people um, and, and kind of more of the business development side? 
and and the better job that you're able to do of having the self-awareness to figure out which role you're going to fit into, I think that's going to be really huge in making sure that you're set up for success and that you understand the role that you're going into and it's well-suited for whatever it is that you want to do. Oh, man, that's that's definitely great advice. And um, and I think that a lot of people that have maybe been scared away from the financial services industry um, a lot based off of a first bad experience or maybe even a second, I think a lot of times that comes from somebody going down a path that wasn't right for them in the first place. Like they should have either been back office and they were in front or vice versa. Um, they were um, they should not have been back office and they should have been in front working with clients um, and based off of not being in that right niche for their personality or what they wanted to do, kind of were scared away from the industry. So I, I really like your advice on that, Jason. Um, let's switch it up a bit. I want to start getting more into what you're doing over at uh, Divorce Capital Planning and um, Divorce Mortgage Advisors and also Survive a Divorce. So what kind of clients are you helping and uh, what are you helping them with? Yeah, so I mean, Divorce Capital Planning is a divorce financial planning company. Um, so we're working with clients that are either contemplating divorce, going through divorce, or kind of coming out, just crossing the finish line on their divorce. And we're working with them in really one of two capacities. We're either working jointly with both spouses um, as a neutral in more of a financial co-mediation type of a role, um, or, or as a neutral in collaborative divorce. And so in those cases, our, our primary function is really to help facilitate agreements and help sure that both clients have a, a good understanding of what the financial picture looks like today, as well as what the um, implications are of their decisions on a more long-term basis. On the other hand, we're, we're also working with um, what's called the, sometimes called the out-spouse um, individually with that, that person. And that's the person that was less involved in managing the family finances, may not even know what the financial situation looks like. And so we're really trying to level the playing field and, and help them make smart financial decisions during this process because the reality is, you know, unless you're taking a company public or you have some sort of a big liquidity event, chances are a divorce is really the largest financial transaction of your life. And it may not feel like a transaction because there's, you know, so much emotion to it, but I think that's really what, what also makes it that much more important to have objective guidance um, in that it, it's really challenging. I mean, as human beings, we're hardwired to make bad money decisions as it is, and you couple that with the fact that, that you're making these decisions at such an emotional and overwhelming time. Um, and so what we're trying to do is really help people make smart, unemotional decisions about their how to divide their assets and what support looks like and what the implications are. So that's really how we how we started, and then from there it's it's really um, kind of has become an offshoot into a couple of these other um, business ventures as well. So what are and I know this is going to vary from client to client, person to person, household to household. Um, but what do you find some of the common mistakes or themes are that people make in their financial planning endeavors when they're going through divorce? I think one of the biggest mistakes that people make is keeping more house than they can afford. Mm. And the house is, it's, you know, it's, it's a financial asset, but it's also a, what people often see as a huge source of stability. They're, mm -hmm. they're going through divorce it's a huge change for them personally, but also for their kids. And so a lot of times 
one of one or both of the um, the parties going through the divorce want to find a way to keep the house to provide stability for themselves and or for the kids. And there's that emotional attachment there. And so that, I think, is, is really what ends up happening is oftentimes they'll leverage or um, trade away their interest in a lot of the other assets in order to keep the house. Um, and particularly in the area where I live, being in Silicon Valley, we have a lot of housing that's appreciated really, really significantly. And so a lot of times people are holding on to an asset that has a ticking ticking time bomb, ticking tax time bomb, that is, mm-hmm. that if and when they're they're forced to sell, which particularly is a problem if they don't have strong cash flow and they traded away their interest in cash, now they may be forced to sell at an inopportune time and they may also get hit by being 100% responsible for the selling expenses and only having a $250,000 exclusion as opposed to the 500000 combined. So I'd say that's probably the, the biggest the single biggest financial mistake that I see people make during the divorce process. Oh, I can see that. And I, um, and I, and and you can see that that's a theme that would happen over and over and over again, the emotional decision and the whole idea of wanting to keep the house and the stability. And and even if it was really not a good financial decision and that exclusion that you mentioned um, to trade away that for that, you're, you're, I mean, it's great advice. And I I never even thought of that. Um, That's a, that's a great advice. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about um, what you're doing at um, Divorce uh, Mortgage Advisors and Survive Divorce. So what, what kind of things are you handling in those other two businesses? Yeah, so I mean, kind of just to piggyback on, on what I was just talking about mm-hmm. with the house, what, what we found as one of the other big mistakes is that the mortgage really in the divorce process, the mortgage really becomes an afterthought. And mm-hmm. so you know, no, one, no one, I never have clients come in and say, here's what I want, here's my goal for the mortgage. Instead, they come in and they say, here's what I want to see happen with this house. I'd like mm-hmm. to keep the house for stability, so on and so forth. And so what usually ends up happening is, is the mortgage is an afterthought, but then it gets thrown in as part of the marital settlement agreement that the in-spouse, that individual that's hanging on or retaining their interest in the mm-hmm. family residence, will refinance to remove the outspouse. Well, oftentimes they haven't evaluated whether or not that's possible. So when we started Divorce Mortgage Advisors, it was really to address that problem um, and, and really bring in some of the planning opportunities that you have to be able to assess first what's possible and then what's prudent. Once we can understand what the mortgage constraints are, that then enables you to craft a settlement structure that meets those goals of really of both parties because the outspouse wants to be removed. So we're mm-hmm. getting in early to help them understand how the mortgage fits into their settlement objectives and what needs to change in order to um, make that happen from a support perspective or an asset division perspective. Man, I love that because, uh, like you said, I can see that being an afterthought, number one, but also um, it really, by getting ahead of it, it is one of the largest decisions potentially. um, If there's not a business interest or other things, the house is a huge um, financial decision. And so for you to get ahead of that in the planning side, it makes so much sense. And and also, it sounds more convenient, just to be honest. There's a lot of things going on, obviously, when it comes down to a divorce and all the different institutions and things you're dealing with. Um, if you can have that done by the same advisor or uh, multiple companies that already know you and are working with you, I mean, it just sounds like a great overall service. Um, and, wh- and what about um, survived divorce? What's that all about? Yeah, so on, on the survived divorce side, 
our practice is primarily headquartered in Silicon Valley, and we're working with clients throughout California at, at Divorce Capital Planning and Divorce Mortgage Advisors. And so in the market that we work in, that's really we're, we're focused on serving more of the high net worth affluent market. But there's a whole other category of group of people that we're not able to serve due to either geographical limitations or just frankly because it's particularly on the divorce capital planning side because they can't afford our services. And so I, I wanted to make sure that, that we were still able to provide the information, um, inspiration, community resources that people need when they're going through the divorce process. So we founded Survive Divorce in an effort to meet that need and really be able to, to provide um, actionable financial information, emotional information, co-parenting resources, really just the whole gamut of anything that you need regardless of the stage of divorce that you're at, a centralized location where our goal is really to kind of become a concierge for divorce, where we're giving people access to information, resources, tools, along with being able to connect them to the professionals or other resources that they may need as they're going through this to be able to um, kind of make it out the other, uh, the other side and be um, empowered to move on to the next chapter of their lives. So it's really more of an educational platform than anything else. Oh, I love it. I love it. I um, love your overall model. I um, love the way you're helping your clients across the board. Um, so, Jason, if somebody is listening to this and they want more information on uh, divorce capital planning, um, what, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah, the, the best, best way to uh, reach out to us across the, the various entities would be to go to our website, um, and there's a contact form on, on each of those. Um, so that is www.divorcecapitalplanning.com, divorcemortgageadvisors.com, and survivedivorce.com. All right, that's great. Um, Jason, so hey, I just want to thank you for coming on the show today and uh, sharing your advice and tips. Uh, and to the listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, Jason, thanks again for coming on the show.